Councilman Caleb Collier says that this proposal is meant to protect their Second Amendment rights. I'm proposing that the city of Spokane Valley issue a proclamation stating that our city is a Second Amendment sanctuary city. Church and State, I'll be joined by Pastor Ken Peters of Patriot Church. Hello, Christian Patriots, and welcome to Church and State, where we strive to plug you into the pew and plug you into politics. I'm your host, Caleb Collier, once again, your favorite far-right shock jock and the most schizophrenic show you listen to on a daily basis. That's right, you never know what I'm going to talk about. Hey, before I bring on our guest, go to churchandstate.media. Take advantage of all of the fine affiliates we have there. Download the shows. Look, we got some great ones. Uh, Mike Lindell, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to showcase my pillow real quick because this guy has literally given everything he has to the patriot movement this guy is a believer and i think we as christians and as patriots we need to support organizations like my pillow and the products are great and they're american-made like it's a win-win for everybody and we, actually and there's a third win there we get a little bit of the money so go buy a pillow go buy some slippers a robe whatever you want to buy just do that use the promo code church and state also, if you want to donate to us, you can either do that through cash or through the Bitcoin. I would love to get a Bitcoin, especially a full one. That'd be amazing. And if you want to get a hold of us, Church and State 1776 at Proton.me. All right. With that, it is my pleasure once again to have in studio Pastor Ken Peters. I don't have Gabe, but I got Pastor Ken Peters with me. So that works, right? Uh, I think it's... I mean, you're some, like a spiritual some, father, I mean, obviously right? Gabe is uh, made for this and, and does so well, but... In, in I'm a couple of benefits. I'm better looking, uh, much younger. So um, and, you're also and, better in basketball, <laughs> right? You, you taught him everything he knows. Oh my goodness, we 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 both were basketball, uh, you know, crazies in high school. But uh, you know, I think he he was definitely better than me. At the end of the day, he had the height and and uh, but no. Anyway, we love you, Pastor Gabe, and uh, I really don't measure up to you, but I am happy to to do my best. Yeah, absolutely. No, it's always a pleasure to have you here. Now you're back in Spokane, and you're doing TCAP. Uh, now this show's not going to air till I think two days from now. So uh, unfortunately, the people won't be able to uh, go over there listening to on the radio. But we're we're once again we're going to Planned Parenthood, and we are protesting the murder of the most innocent. You know, I was thinking about what's going on in Israel these days, and, and it, it, it's been out that 40 babies, I'm sure you've heard this, Caleb, because you're so in tune, but uh, 40 babies have been supposedly beheaded. Mm-hmm. And um, and I thought, you know, we're, we're very appalled at that, and we should be so, so appalled at that. It's horrific. But I thought about the fact that right here in Spokane and around the United States, we're doing the same thing. The only difference is, is they're behind a layer of skin, but they're still human beings. They're still souls are the weakest among us, and we're doing the same thing in mm-hmm. our city. I think we should be just as appalled that we're ripping uh, 
kids apart. That's literally and, and what they're alone. doing. Yeah. I mean, what does it matter if you're beheading a child with a sword or with forceps? The act is still the act. Okay. And so, yeah, you're absolutely right. We should be horrified by the scenes that we're, we're seeing going on in, 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 in Israel, but it's happening here in America as well. And there's literally a genocide of, of the most precious thing. I mean, I, I know you've got babies, you've got grandbabies now, like when you hold a little baby, like how does your heart not melt? Like, how, how is that not precious to you? And yet there's so many Americans who believe this lie that it's not even a human being. Yet. It's just a clump of cells. That's against nature. God made women to nurture babies, not destroy them. And it really harms the, the women uh, really more than the baby. The baby is with the Lord. The baby goes to heaven. It's horrible, should not be done. But really who it scars is the women. And supposedly, you know, Planned Parenthood and such is the, they're pro women, and if they aren't, if they if they were, they wouldn't uh, uh, cause this kind of psychological damage to the girls. Absolutely, and, and the data backs it up. Uh, women that have had abortions are more prone to suicidal ideations, depression. Uh, they typically have more partners, uh, and, and in fact, there there's a number of, of uh, documents that have been produced that show that there's a higher proportion of, of cancers that develop for, with women who have had multiple abortions. Right, and I think the church is obligated. To say something, you would think, yeah. and 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 be a voice for the voiceless. They have nobody to speak for them. They can't march in the streets themselves, and so the church, I think, is obligated, or we are failing miserably. And we used to have a history of this, you know. Well, William Wilberforce is a, is a hero for so right. many Christians, mm. right? And and. We used to stand up for things like this. We used to see great evils in the world, and we would say, we've got to address that culturally. And now, and, and it's through a number of, of, uh, of motions that they have done on the, on the left side of things, they've really silenced the church. They've kept us within the four walls, and, and people are unwilling to address great cultural evil. Yeah, and that's who we read books about. We read books about the guys that stood up against things like slavery, the book, the, the song Amazing Grace was written from a guy that was involved in the slave industry and found the Lord and, and used the word wretch, saved a wretch like me because of slavery and his involvement in the trade. And uh, we ought to feel just as bad about abortion. It's evil, Caleb. It's just sick. It's evil. We ought to feel just as bad about abortion as we do with slavery, but you know why we don't? It's because it's all hidden. It's in the dark. It's in the night. And it's done in buildings uh, by quote-unquote doctors. And they call it reproductive care. So everything. In fact, we got sued here by the Planned Parenthood in Spokane. They sued our little church um, for a million dollars. We ended up having to pay around a million dollars. Thank God we were insured. And and it's like these are these they don't care about the church. These are these are evil people, and uh, so yeah, we got we got to stand up. Let's just take it culturally because I, I love doing this. I love breaking down ideas, you know, some, some maybe some complex ideas. But let's just go to Hollywood for for argument's sake, okay? We all like our action movies, right? You like action movies, um, right? Like, I mean, yeah. we're guys. We like our action movies. So let's just think about this because in, in a lot of action movies, there's there's three characters that that emerge from it. You got the hero, right, and you got the villain. Right. And if it's a really good action movie, you're going to remember the hero and the villain. Right. You're going to remember Doc Holliday and Wyatt Earp versus Johnny Ringo. Right. You're going to remember that stuff. But there's always a third character in there. And it's that mealy mouthed individual that wants to compromise. Right. In a lot of war movies, you're going to have somebody that says, 
peace. We need peace, peace at all costs, right? And what do we always do in the movies? We wait for that guy to get killed, right? Don't, do we not? Do we not always wait for that guy to get killed? And we're like, yeah. And it's, it's usually always a really good death too. You're like, oh yeah, that guy really got it. He deserved it. A- am I wrong about this? Uh, you're so spot on. I mean, and, and you reminded me, um, unfortunately, you reminded me, I think it was uh, Ilan uh, Omar or somebody mm-hmm. who does a tweet right after this uh, horrible uh, thing from Hamas and says, you know, we need to have peace and have talks. And, and it's just insanity what, what has gone on with Israel. And, and uh, but yeah, that, that peace person, God didn't, God doesn't uh, reward uh, just compliance with evil. The people that are honored in scripture were people like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, Daniel in the lion's den. We all know Daniel mm-hmm. in the lion's den. Yeah. He was sticking his head out of a window and praying when the king said, you can't do that. Absolutely. And so the guys that we really revere in scripture and in our uh, recent culture are guys that took a stand against the the tyranny and evil of our day. I, I don't think it's that hard, you know. Like you want to be that guy. You watch those movies because you I, you want to identify with it. And unfortunately, the vast majority of Americans we're sitting on our couches and we're not engaging. And we're like, yeah, I'm that guy. No, you're not. No, you're not. You're a couch potato. You couldn't even move, honestly. Like, I'm, I'm sorry if I'm offending, but it's church of state and it's what I do. So just get active. I, and I don't know how many times I encourage people to do that on this show, but find something you're passionate about and get active. For this man of God right here, it was defending the unborn. And you know what? He made national headlines, probably international headlines, because of a, of a bold move that God called you into and you answered it. Yeah, it's been an incredible ride. I got the idea right here in our church. I don't know if you were at the service. I was here. I was there. I remember it. <laughs> when I got this crazy idea yeah. to have church at abortion facilities, and we called it the church at Planned Parenthood. And we got the idea here, and we began to do it, and the thing took fire. I made national news. Uh, even my good friend, Pastor Greg Locke, uh, who, who now we're very dear friends, and we're in Tennessee working together, he found out about me. He saw us, and I said, I don't, I don't want to say me. You were right there with me, and Pastor Gabe was right there with me. So he saw us on the news. I mean, mm-hmm. Pastor Gray, he's so famous, right? I'm, mm-hmm. I'm nothing compared to him as <laughs> far as fame and, you know, that. But he saw us on the news, contacted us, said, hey, I love what you guys are doing. What a great idea. Can I, can I be a part of it? And I'm like, Oh, absolutely. The more yeah. the merrier. Join in. And so uh, we've become good friends since then. But uh, yeah, we made history, Caleb. And I say we because it wasn't me. It was you and me. I know I got to be the, the face of it because I had the original idea and I'm the, I was the pastor and the leader of it. But it was we. We made history from mm-hmm. this building. Mm-hmm. I will never forget that. Yeah. We made history from this building and uh, I, I'm so appreciative of you and, and Pastor Gabe and everybody else that, that was a part of that. It changed sure. all of our lives oh, yeah. uh, quite a bit. So. Yeah, and, and don't worry about it. I've been in the news enough. I don't need any more news stories. You can take this one. <laughs> <laughs> boy, oh, boy. I've been watching you from Spokane, and, and uh, there's been a lot of just a lot of little stuff going on, and, and uh, we don't want to take the show a different direction. But God bless you, Caleb. Thank you yeah, well. so much for uh, all you do and being a voice and being faithful to this program i was telling our our pastor here our new pastor at patriot church that we 
we shipped from Tennessee up mm-hmm. here. I was telling him, I was like, yeah, church and state was, uh, they were speaking at Pastor Greg Locke's tent for the reawakened Clay Clark America tour. And uh, he was like, what? I said, yeah, from right here in this church, you guys, mm-hmm. this show was birthed from this place, from yeah, this church was. that used to be Covenant Church yeah. uh, back in the day. And so we're really proud of you, Caleb. Thank I you. am so proud of you. And you work so hard and you're just consistent. I, I'm not sure about your crew. Uh, they're a wild <laughs> bunch. And, and uh, but I do like you, Caleb, the, okay. the crew, the crew I'm learning to love. Yeah, the crew, we're, we're working on them. I'm, I'm actually secretly pumping the smell of bacon into the air conditioning system. And I'm going to get this vegetarian. I'm going to get him one of these days. Yeah. No. Um, hey, we, we, you brought it up briefly, um, but I, I did want to get your take as a pastor, uh, as somebody that, that I respect and one that I know knows es- eschatology. Uh, everybody's eyes are focused on Israel right now, and yeah. I'd like to get your take on that. Well, one of the most disheartening things to me, Caleb, and I'm really glad you're touching on this topic uh, on the show that you you have me on because this is a big deal to me. Um, there's there's a sect of evangelical Christianity that didn't exist when I was growing up that is is really devaluing of Israel. They've created a kind of a replacement theology or maybe just an ignoring theology where they believe that Israel isn't any more special than any other nation. And they literally believe that there is no covenant for Israel anymore. And so on Sunday, in light of the recent circumstances, I took a break from the series that I was on and I covered the topic of the covenant that God made with Abraham You know, people think that that covenant doesn't exist anymore, but the Bible says that it's an everlasting covenant with the land, and it's an everlasting covenant to Abraham's seed. And and pastors and preachers were saying, well, no, it has been fulfilled by Jesus. But wait, the Mosaic law was the one that was the ceremonial part Mm -hmm. of the Mosaic law was the one that was fulfilled. When Jesus said, it is finished, he was talking about the ceremonial Mosaic law, not the Abrahamic law. We, in fact, were grafted in to, as Gentiles, we were grafted in to the Abrahamic covenant. In fact, Jesus died, the Bible says, died so that we might obtain the promise and the blessing of Abraham and be heirs of that promise. Now, let me ask you this, Caleb, like it's kind of rhetorical, but let me ask you anyway. What would be special about being grafted into the Abrahamic covenant if it was a big nothing burger? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a great question, right? Like the, the tree has to exist for you to be grafted into it. And, and let me just throw this uh, to the audience as well. If, if, the, if, the, if the Abrahamic covenant, if it didn't matter anymore, if Israel didn't matter to the Lord anymore, why going to the end of the book, let's just go to the end of the book, why in Revelation is there 144,000 Jews called from the 12 different Come tribes? On. Right? Come on. Wouldn't that mean that there's something special for the nation of Israel, for the Jews? Thank you. I, 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 it seems pretty black and white to me. And why, when he comes back, is he landing on Mount Olives, which is like a mile away from Jerusalem, and then crossing the Kidron Valley, going through the Eastern Gate and setting up a throne in Jerusalem, and then we go, oh, Jerusalem, uh, Israel's no different from any other country. They're not special anymore. Now, am I saying that to, to get 
eternal life. You don't have to believe in Jesus and you just have to be a natural Jew. Not at all. You have to have the faith of believing Abraham. And, and now we're in a day and age where uh, more has been revealed that Abraham didn't know about, uh, mm-hmm. like like we do the cross. And the, although many think you know Abraham met met Melchizedek, and many mm-hmm. think that that was a theophany or an appearance of Christ. So I do believe Abraham knew the gospel. In fact, the Bible says that Abraham had a knowledge of the gospel. But those that came after Abraham um, in the Old Testament, it was different. In the New Testament, we know more. I was saying at church on Sunday, I was, I was saying, uh, you know, I'm going to say something. The first part is going to sound very heretical. But before you stone me and quit the church and go to <laughs> the Calvinist church down the road, uh, yeah. uh, before you do that, um, hold on. And I said this. I said, did you know we even need to be circumcised in the covenant we're in right now? Okay, now that sounds heretical. Mm. The Bible's very against that, of course. But then I said, it's a circumcision of the heart. Mm, yep, there you go. So there is a circumcision. It's just in a different form. And, of course, I said to all the guys, guys, aren't you thankful, those of you that may or may not have been circumcised, aren't you thankful that we don't need to do circumcision anymore and it's a circumcision of the heart? You know, baptism is one thing, but can you imagine if, uh, if that was the required? altar calls <laughs> included hatchets and axes and yeah, scissors? Yeah. <laughs> there might be some people that that, that fact alone would be like, yeah, no, <laughs> sorry, not, not doing it. No, but I mean, it, it is ridiculous. You know, wh- why does the Antichrist establish his kingdom in Jerusalem, why does he desecrate the temple? Right. right. Well, why? Why is all this going on? Why is throughout the ages this hatred of the Jews? It's because they have a special place. Because the God of this world hates God's chosen people. Enough said. Well, but but there's a lot of Christians today, and I'm so distraught. There, there was a guy named Stu Peters. Have you heard of Stu I Peters? Know, yeah, I know who Stu Peters Did you see is. his tweet today? I, I missed it today. You know, and, I, and I'm not, like, I like a lot of things Stu Peters mm-hmm. stands for and has stood for, so I'm not condemning all of everything. But he came against, we've mentioned Pastor Greg Locke. He came against my good friend. Did you see that? Mm-hmm. Pastor Greg Locke. And, and because Pastor Greg was celebrating Israel and talking about Israel. And, and Stu was very upset at Greg. And so now there's a little bit of a tussle on Twitter X uh, between Greg and Stu. And uh, so it's just sad. The segment of Christianity that wants to make Israel and the blessing of Abraham done with a nothing burger. I've had pastors, even good friends here from Spokane, pastors from Spokane, who said, you know what? They're no different than anybody else. We just need to preach the gospel to them just like everybody else. And I'm thinking, no, there is something special about Israel. And they are, Caleb, I believe, and I know Pastor Gay would believe with me here, believe like I do here as well. Um, that land was promised to them as an everlasting covenant. Mm-hmm. And that that does not go away because of the cross. You can't find that in Scripture. I think the problem, I, well, there's, a, there's a lot of problems that, that are occurring with, with this whole thing with, with Israel and, and the, the Palestinians. Uh, number one, there are more Palestinian Christians than there are uh, Jewish Christians. Okay, that, that, the numbers show that, okay? And Interesting. We have to remember that these individuals are our brothers in Christ, okay? And so we don't, right. don't want to see like this, this mentality of like we just need to turn all of Palestine into a, you know, into a ghost town because we bombed it completely. Look, there are a lot of Palestinian Christians out there, and, and we need to pray for their protection, especially with what's, what's occurring right now. Yep. There's also this. 
Israel as a government is very secular. And, and you know that, yep. right? It, yep. they, they have a massive pride parade. It's the biggest in, in yep. the entire Middle East that Heart they do rate. in Tel Aviv, right? Mm -hmm. And there is a lot of secularism to, to the Jewish state. That still doesn't take away from God's promise. Look, a lot of people believe America has been blessed by the Lord, right? Mm -hmm. Right. And that goes from our inception all the way till now. Now, would you say that through the practice of abortion with Joe Biden's administration, and there, we've had a lot of bad presidents over the years, did that blessing get removed? No. But was there repercussions for some of the actions we were taking? Absolutely. So we, we need to get out of that, that mind frame that it's been removed from the Jews, that they are a secular, horrible nation. No, they still have a special place in God's heart, and they have a role in what's coming at us next. And a lot of people think that America has been blessed because we've blessed Israel. That's true, too. And that's part of the Abrahamic covenant. Yep. It's right in there that the nations that bless Israel will be blessed. But if you curse Israel, mm -hmm. you will be cursed. I think I think World War II is a perfect example of that. Yeah. Hitler definitely cursed God's people. And Hitler used the same explanation that Stu Peters did today on Greg Locke. I'm not calling Stu Peters Hitler, but it was the same argument. They said uh, the Jews are Jesus haters. They are Christ haters because, like you said, there are more Palestinians that are saved than Jewish people that are saved. So Jews get branded by Stu Peters and Adolf Hitler as Christ haters. But you still have to add the fact that Jesus himself was a Jew. Mm -hmm. The apostles, which are the foundation of the church are all Jewish. You can't run, you can't eliminate that fact. No, no, you're, you're absolutely right. Where would we be as Christians? We wouldn't even be Christians without the Jews. Okay. So I, I, I think we can put that issue to rest. I, I hope that some of these individuals that, that typically are on our side, Stu Peters yeah. oftentimes is on our side. Absolutely. Uh, but I would hope that they would get a better understanding of this and, and put this issue to rest. Look, even if you are someone who says they're no different than us, you have to at least admit that they have the right, the, the national right to defend themselves against such a horrific terror attack. Yeah, the, the, the Jews were not the invaders of Israel. They conquered it 4,000 years ago. Abraham was given it by, by God, given that land. Uh, that land is Israel's. Now, I'm curious what you think, Caleb. I know you're the interviewer. I'm not supposed to be interviewing it's you. It's more of an organic <laughs> interview. But I don't know if, if uh, you know, the Israel should take back the Gaza Strip or if they can, should continue to just contain whatever there. I, I wouldn't mind seeing them just take over that land again. Do you have any thoughts on yeah, that? I, I think containment is is something that obviously has not worked. Uh, you know, the the... Palestinian Arabs, they were, uh, if, you, if you really go back into the history of, of Israel becoming a nation in 1948, they weren't wanted by any other nations. And so Israel actually carved out a piece of their land and, and gave it to them. They, they could have taken Jerusalem and toppled the mm -hmm. Dome of the Rock, which probably they should have done. Looking back. Uh, but yeah, looking <laughs> back, right? But they didn't. Right. right, and so Israel, we see, is actually a nation that has has actually bent over backwards 
to, to help these people? And, and I've seen this question posed online, and, and, and I'm going to throw it back to you again as well. Uh, what would happen if all of the guns that were in Israel were given to Palestine right now versus what would happen if all of the guns in Palestine were given to the Jews right now? What do you, what do you think would occur there? Well, we know what would happen. The, the, Israel is not aggressive in any way, shape, or form. They're 100% defense. Uh, the Palestinians would be just fine. The Palestinians would be fine, but if Israel lost all of their weapons they're of done. war, they're done. they're done. They would overrun their borders. They would kill them. The, the videos that we're seeing of all these individuals being beheaded and shot in the streets, that would be uh, so commonplace. Israel would cease to exist at that point. So I, I think what we need to see as far as answering your question here, it's not about containment anymore. Look, you've got to, you've got to drive these people into the sea because they hate you. Mm. And they will never stop attacking you. And if some of these other nations, you know, nobody's pointing out the fact that Egypt, well, there may be, there's probably a few people that are pointing this out. Look, Palestine shares a border with Egypt. Mm -hmm. If we, if Egypt wanted to, because right now they've got their borders closed. Mm. They're not letting any of them out. Wow. Right. If we're so concerned about the, the plight of the, the Palestinians, which really it's, it's Hamas. That's, that's who's doing it. Why doesn't Egypt just open their border and say, all right, look, Israel's about to counter-strike you. Mm -hmm. Things are going to get really bad, so come on over here. Right. Those of you who want to escape, you know, the warriors can stay over there. Well, who wouldn't want Hamas in yeah, your house? Right? Well, it's because Egypt country. knows, because Egypt has had terrorist attacks from organizations like Hamas. So, no, Egypt's not going to open their borders because they are smart over there. Uh, fortunately for Egypt, they don't really want to attack them as much as they want to kill off Israel. Well, maybe God's going to use this situation to uh, give more of their rightful land back into uh, the government of Israel. Uh, I, I think it'd probably be smart. Is that kind of what, what you're saying? Uh, what you're well, I mean, obviously God, the Bible tells us that God laughs at the plans of the enemy. Right. right? Mm -hmm. And so, no, all of this situation, I, I'm going to throw out a scenario. I, I know we're running out of time, but I predict, I, I've got a couple predictions. I might save them for a, a prior show, but or soon to be show. But I predict that the Dome of the Rock is probably going to get blown up either by a uh, a Hamas missile that goes awry or the Israel, the Jews may just blow it up themselves and blame Hamas for this. Wow. Are you, are you actually thinking that that could happen? I, I, so here's the thing. I always tell people, I am not a prophet. Never claim to be. Or the son of a okay. prophet. <laughs> not, <yeah. laughs> well, maybe you are. Uh, <laughs> I nice. know your dad. In, Good inside guy. joke there. Good um, guy, but, yeah. but seriously, I think that we could very, very soon see uh, the demise of the Dome of the Rock. And at that, that point, we know prediction. that the temple could be rebuilt. That is an incredible prediction. I, I can't, I never, that never even crossed my mind, but now that you say it, it could happen. And I, there's going to be some people blamed for it, and, and hopefully the blame doesn't fall on the, the wrong Well, to the hands. Muslim world, it will. To the Muslim world, right. it'll always be the fault of the Jews, uh, regardless right. of what happens. Yep. Uh, but yeah, I, I think that this is something that could occur. I, I honestly, I believe that the globalists are certainly playing around here. Uh, look, Satan either believes one of two things. Number one, that he can defeat Jesus. Like Jesus, know, or Satan knows the Bible very, very well. When he tempted Jesus, what did he do it with? He tempted him with scripture, Yep. right? And he knows the Bible. He's read the book of Revelation. Now he either believes that he can win or he's going to take down as many of, of God's creation to hell with him. And I think he's, obviously the globalists are being influenced by, by Satan. I think he's pulling a lot of strings here to ensure that the end times can be ushered in. Yeah, it's it's on the way. You can feel, I, you can feel it in the air. I mean, it's winding down. 
I, I'm like you said, I'm not a prophet. <laughs> I might be the son of one, but um, I, you can feel it winding down. I, I sense, I sense that the end is is coming. So I, I think most people are getting that sense, Ooh. and I tell you, we live in some very interesting times. And remember, this is the times that the prophets wanted to see. They they yearned for it. Wow! So what an exciting time are. for us to be alive, right? Yes, sir. All yes, right. Sir. Well, hey, we're out of time, Pastor Kim. But thanks again for joining us. Always great. All right. Church and State is sponsored in part by the Constitution Party and Patriot Church. I'm Caleb Collier, and I was born for a storm. Welcome to the fire.